Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. The Christmas, what a great time of year, isn't it? Everyone's happy. Everyone's through the year. I went to a, a, another church because there was a special function on there. And the pastor there, uh, Pastor Christian McFarlane, he up at Kendenga. And we got to talking one to another. And his mother went to my mother-in-law's Bible study. I've shared this before with me, our church. And when he was a little kid, he was only about three or four. And he says, I'll always remember the farm because I remember the smell of the pigs. A memory from when you were a kid about a smell. I want you to go, those of you who follow in the word of God, to the book of Leviticus. Some of you have never heard of that book. You've probably been Christians for 20 years and never heard of it. Machalki would read it. (laughs) Wren would know it. But... The book of Leviticus is the third or fourth book in the Bible and it's on the law when the children of Israel left Egypt and they're wandering around the wilderness. God started to give them a law and that was in the book of Leviticus. And you're saying, Brownie, it's Christmas time, come on. That's that book that no one ever reads because it's not a... There's some tough stuff in there, I tell you. But just Leviticus chapter 1, I'll just share. I won't open it because I couldn't because the pages were stuck together because I'd never been there. But... Leviticus chapter 1 talks about the offering, the burnt offering. When God said to them the first time, I want you to bring animals in and offer them to me. And I won't go into, if you read the, for the older ones, the younger ones, good to see the kids here, how well behaved are they? Real good. Um, and it goes into, I want you to bring burnt offerings to me in an act of worship. And it goes into cows and bulls. It goes into sheep. And if you, can't got, if you haven't got any cattle, you haven't got any sheep, he caters for everyone. He says, there's pigeons out there, bring me a pigeon. He caters for everyone. There's no one left out in the kingdom of God. And they would burn these offerings in a certain way. And it says on each occasion with the bull and with the sheep and with the turtle dove, it says it was a sweet smelling aroma unto God. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. How are you smelling? How are you smelling? Because when I grew up in Blacktown, New South Wales, a bit of a low social economic area, the only Christmas carol I knew when I was a kid was Jingle Bells, something about Batman, and it stuck in my head. Any of you kids know that song, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells? Not a good song. But, but you know, I, now I'm a Christian and mature and everything else, I now sing Jingle Bells, Jesus Smells. Have you ever thought what Jesus smells like? Because God's very big on aromas. What are we carrying with us when we carry. And you say, what are you talking about, Brownie? I tell you what, when someone walks into a room and got a bad attitude, we say, he stinks. Why? Because they're carrying a bad aroma. 
it's a first it's an atmosphere creating thing that we know or there's a couple of people uh, I know of uh, people say to them oh aren't they such a sweet person what did they taste them they smelt them it's an aroma that we carry throughout our lives and that's what God's is all about aroma because God is a spirit. He doesn't need to eat, but he smells. And what we deliver him is what he smells. I refer to my notebook, as I said last year, the original notebook. No buttons, no flicking, no nothing. Just stays forever too. You can't lose it. You still got to find the page. <laughs> All right. So I'm thinking that God said to me, it's Christmas time. I want you to talk on fragrances. When Jesus was born, they bought what? They bought gold, they bought frankincense, and they bought myrrh. What is frankincense and myrrh? They're fragrances, they're oils that are what? Sweet-smelling savours. That's what they brought to Jesus. When Mary, when Jesus was going to the cross, the most valuable thing that someone done for him, Mary bought alabaster oil and broke it over his a year's wages over his feet for a sweet-smelling aroma. He created an atmosphere. Are we going here, people? Christmas time always reminds us of smells. Grandma cooking in the kitchen. Um, wherever we go, it's fragrances that are happy and joyful because it's an atmosphere. There's, there's an aroma in the air that we're all wanting for or looking for. So I said to the Lord, how am I going to bring this in? Anyway, I pondered for about three weeks thinking, what message can I bring to the people that they'll understand? And I walked up, I can remember it as clear as day. I walked up into the bedroom totally oblivious to what was going on around. I was busy doing something. I don't know. And I got this word, turkey. I said, are you talking to me, God? <laughs> it was clear as day. I knew it was from God. He said, turkey. I said, turkey? That's interesting. So I come out and I, got, I was all excited and I said to Marilyn, God just called me a turkey. <laughs> and she said, well, he's right and we won't go any further than that. <laughs> and that's how the argument started. But... <laughs> I went to the book, not the Bible, Jamie Oliver, cookbook. Ever since we started dinner parties a few years ago, I won't tell many people this, all right, but I'm actually, I like cooking and reading cookbooks and recipes. <laughs> I used to read results of football games and what's happening there, but now I go to the new recipes. So I went to Jamie Oliver's. I don't like Ramsey because I don't think he brings a good smelling aroma. Ramsey, he's a bit of an angry ant. But I went to me Jamie Oliver cookbook because he's sweet. And he says, I said, how do you cook a turkey? One of the privileges of preaching, you get water supplied. <laughs> I said, how do, you cook a, how do you cook a turkey? He's got a simple, he says, keep it simple and 
follow these directions. So I said, okay. So I'm sitting there reading these directions. God said, a few turkeys in your congregation that need preparing for Christmas time. And I said, out my congregation? He said, no, it'd be other churches. I said, okay. We're online, so it's for you out there, not ours. People were good. But the first thing Jamie Oliver says is to thaw the turkey out. A frozen turkey is absolutely no good to anyone. A bit like a frozen Christian. Full of our self-righteousness, full of judgment, everything else, frozen. No good to anyone. I'll tell you where else we can freeze as a Christian. There was, in the Bible, there was a woman named Lot. For those of you that don't know the story, they were in a situation, they were in a city. God told Lot and his wife to leave and not look back. She looked back and God turned her into a pillar of salt at that stage because she disobeyed him. The Old Testament was pretty tough, I tell you. But she was frozen in the past. How many of us sometimes can't move forward because we're frozen in the past? As Jamie Oliver says, and God says, time to thaw out. Before we be any good to anyone, let's thaw out. Let's go to uh, Ecclesiastes 3.2. It says, I perceive, this is the word of God, I perceive there is nothing better for you to do than to be joyful and to do good as long as you live. That's how you stay thawed out. Being joyful and doing good for as long as you live. Is that a hard instruction? For us to be joyful and happy in life? All right, second thing in the recipe. Once we've thawed the turkey, we wash the turkey in water. Get the turkey out, give it a good scrub, wash the turkey. Remember, God's prepare, Jamie's preparing a turkey for Christmas. God today is preparing you for the life. Jamie's washing the turkey, giving it a good scrub. God says in his word, be washed with the word of God. We don't have to carry around stinking dirt and sin and that in our lives. How can I be washed by the word of God? By accepting it and doing what it says. The word of God says if someone does something against you, forgive them. How often? Seven times 70 each day and then some. That's a lot of forgiven. It doesn't leave much room for excuse for unforgiveness, does it? Seven times 70 and then some. We've got to forgive. So we wash the turkey. We get washed with the word of God. That makes us clean. That washes everything away. Psalm 51 tells us that David says, wash away my sins, O Lord. You know, when we, just because we're Christians, we still sin. And we go to the Father and we say, Lord, forgive me. 
and he washes away our sins and makes us clean again. So after we wash the turkey, so we've thawed it, we've washed it, then it says get the oil out. Now for those of you who aren't church people, oil represents the Holy Spirit, the anointing. So we give the turkey a good oiling. Not just a little sprinkle, we give it a good oiling. Get in there all the parts and everything with oil. God's like that with us. He then oils us in the preparation for life, for this Christmas, for what we're carrying, the fragrance we're going to carry into, this, into the future. The oil is what the anointing represents. You say, what's the anointing? The anointing is God's empowerment to do on earth what he requires us to do that we can't do ourselves. It's our help that we walk along with. It's called the Holy Spirit. You know, Mary and the Holy Spirit come upon her. Same anointing as the Holy Spirit comes upon us to empower us to get through this life. People say, how do you do it? as a Christian because I've got the anointing I've got God with me and I can get through life so it makes me joyful and happy that I know there's no problem yeah we go through stuff there's no doubt about that but the word there is through we go through stuff we don't stay in it because we've got God with us guiding us away showing us away getting out of it that is what God does so we've now thawed washed Oiled. Do you ever see those turkeys? They hold up like this and there's no hair on them. And they're pretty funny things, turkeys. <laughs> so that's where we are now. Then it says, Jamie says, you season it with salt. God says we are the salt of the earth. You know, when I went through this, I just couldn't believe how similar Jamie got his recipe straight out of the word of God. We season it with salt. We are the salt of the earth. But, you know, it gives us a warning that if a salt loses its flavour, it's no good for anything. Just throw it out. That's in Matthew 5.13. If salt loses its flavour, then just throw it out and walk on it. It's no good for anything. Well, how do you, what is the flavour of God? Salt talks of covenant, of relationship with God himself. In the Old Testament, they had things called salt offerings where families and people that were together, they would get together and they would give each other a salt offering to say, I'll look after you and your family. I'll walk in covenant with you. And God does that to us when Jesus died on the cross. He started a new covenant and he gave us that salt but how does the salt lose its saltiness? By well, someone walking away from that covenant and not fulfilling that covenant. They're still salt, but they're no good because they're not in that intimate relationship that we should be with God continually. And we lose our flavour and we just are nothing. How do we get our saltiness back? Easy. Get back close to God. Don't stay away. 
You know, when we have sin in our life and things are happening in our life, the first thing we tend to do is move away from God. When things are happening seriously in our life, the first thing we should be doing is getting closer to God and getting that saltiness and rubbing each other and moving on with him. And because we're salty with him, we're salt to the world. Okay, so we've seasoned it, we've oiled it, we've salted it. Still not ready. We've got to spice it. Flavours and spices, the thing that brings the odour out with the combination of the turkey and us. He just says, put spices in. God says, I've given you spices and stuffing. The fruit of the Spirit cuts it up into little pieces, brings it into our lives. He mixes it with breadcrumbs. What sort of crumbs to make stuffing? Bread crumbs. Who's the bread of life? Jesus. So we mix the spices, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, etc. You wouldn't think I wrote a book. <laughs> you mix that with the bread of life, which is Jesus, and you roll it up and you put it all together. And then you put it on the cabinet, cooking cabinet, and you leave it there. Is that what happens? That's what happens with a lot of us because our Bibles are sitting over there and we never open them up and we never get the bread of life into us. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the bread of life and we make that stuffing up but it's no good because it's sitting in the cupboard. We're not reading that word. We've got to get it inside. And like the turkey, you get the seasoning and you stuff it in there and you fill that turkey up with the seasoning. Then it becomes useful. That turkey, you stuff it and stuff it and stuff it. But you know what? We can't stuff it too much, Jamie tells me. You can't pack it in too tight because it makes the turkey dry. And I'm thinking sometimes we're a bit like that as Christians. We've got that much word, word, in fact the Bible says we've got that much word in us that we're of no earthly good. The letter of the word killeth but it's the spirit that brings the life. So we leave a little bit of room in there for the oil to come through and mix it with the word. And the turkey starts to get that flavour and aroma and we start to smell it. And it smells good. Who likes smelling Christmas dinner on Christmas Day? It smells good. It smells good. So we've got it all stuffed up. Everything's going well. Stuffing's done, fruit and bread. Must go inside. And the last step is one we don't like very often, but it's got to be put in the oven and cooked. You know, when God's prepared us that much to purify us, we've got to go through the fire sometimes. For gold and silver to be purified, to be melted away, it goes to the smelter and, some, and, it, and it gets fired and the dross and all the stuff that's inside burns off and it gets fired again until it burns off. This is gold we're talking about. And it gets fired again 
And how do you know when to stop firing? The goldsmith knows because he can see his reflection in that gold. That's how he knows it's pure. God says, I'll keep you in the oven until I can see my reflection in you. And sometimes he takes us out of the oven and says, you're not ready, puts us back in. And then we serve the turkey. We pull it out. We're ready. We're jumping up and down. We're ready. We're ready. God's done all that. What do we do now? I, get, I said all that to get to this one scripture, 2 Corinthians 2.15. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God. Among those saved or unsaved. That's what we are. When we go out into the world, when we go out into our workplace, when we go into our families, we are a fragrance of God in that situation. Wherever Jesus went, he changed the atmosphere. And that's why I asked that question in the beginning, how are you smelling? Let's take this word today. And if you leave out any one of those steps... It'll cook, but you won't be as effective and as beautiful and smelling as what if you do it God's way right through to the end. You pull that turkey out and everyone comes a-running. It fills the whole house. You know, in fact, they say, real estate, a couple of times we've sold houses, say, if you can just bake some breads or biscuits before we do open houses, because it'll make the place what? Smell homely, smell lovely. We encourage people to buy. So this Christmas, I just want to say, that's, that's all I've got this morning. Quick, easy, give you how to cook your recipe, your turkey. But the main thing I want you to take from this is that, hey, I want to smell better. I want to be that fragrance in a room and not that one that stinks. You know, there's no one in this church I know like that, but I've worked in pretty bad situations sometimes, and you just walk in there, and the aroma that's in a room, the aroma of a person can really be off-putting, especially with a Christian who may be going through a hard time. I don't know. But we've always got to be ready. We've always got to make sure our aroma is good and blessed. And that scripture I shared at the end there, it says we take our fragrance throughout the world to the saved and the unsaved. The unsaved are the people who haven't accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. It's not a huge thing. I've done it many, many years ago. And all it is is a matter of opening in your heart, saying, hey, I've done life without you. I do need help. I just want to make you Lord of my life. 
At Christmas time, the greatest gift God gave us was Jesus so that we would reconcile with him. Jesus had a mission. He went through 30, 33 years, died on the cross of Calvary for us so we can reconcile with God. This Christmas, God wants to give you the greatest Christmas present you've ever had, and that's new life. He wants to take you and say, welcome you. I'll take your old life and I'll give you a new life full of promises, full of hope, full of love, full of acceptance, full of health, full of wealth. Give me your dirty rags and I'll put on you a kingly robe. So if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Saviour this morning and accept that gift that he gave at Christmas when Jesus came into the world for a purpose, if you want to accept him today, just close your eyes and just say this simple prayer with me. Lord God, I thank you for Jesus that you sent at this season. And this day... I accept you into my life as Lord and King. I thank you, Lord, for cleansing me, for washing me of my past, and I commit my future to you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.